Well, howdy, everyone. Uh, we're just getting uh, my boy Pete on the show. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. That's your turn. All alone in a time of need. Because he's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting and biting and riding on his horse. He's got in the distance. He's no trophy, no flash bulbs, no flowers, no wine. He's haunted by the truth he cannot define. Bowel shaker earthquakes of doubt and remorse. I guess I was just looking for bowel shaking earthquakes, John. I ate some Taco Bell last night, and that's been my day. Bowel shaking earthquakes. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Is it of regret and remorse? No, no. It's of remembrance of and awe. Oh, shit. We got some foxes on here. We got a my fox. What's up, man? Yep. He gets it. It was either going to be that or uh, uh, Italian Leather Sofa. Those were my two favorite songs, Like, but I can't, I can't get them out of my head. Her breasts bounce on my Italian leather sofa. Or, or the other one. You and me sitting here. We've got enough to do because we're driving in my Malibu. It seems so easy to get next to you. I need you here with me. Not way over in a bucket seat. Come on, John. You know. I do like the bucket seat song. I just uh, I got some competing uh, music on my end. Ah. John L. Peacock walking through the barrio. We're going to give him a head cam so he can document his, his trek from the subway, from work from subway home to see exactly what he sees. But we don't want to make him stand out any more than he does because he's a six foot five ginger with see-through skin walking through Brooklyn at night. It's just, it's just off-putting for everyone. Like the only thing that keeps him safe is they're like, he has to be a cop or a ghost. That's what I thought for the first year. It's opaque. Bro, I'm saying for the first year and a half, I thought you were a cop or a ghost. I didn't know. College was tough. Ghost cop. College cop. I'm a ghost who died from college, but I'm a cop. I came back to bust them. You've seen 21 Jump Street, right? It's 21 Jump College Cop Street. Shit, we're working on that. We're working on that. <laughs> wait, wait. I mean road. Um, alleyway. Alleyway. I mean, uh, it's the two bridges road. If you have enough money, we can get more bridges for you. I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. Jacket. Goddamn straight. I love that the fucking the foxes love no cake as much as I do. Like that's there's some great bands. Like Cake was a yeah, Cake was a band I found and just like stayed with me. Like goddamn, what are some that's early bands? Nugget, right? That's old. Uh, that's a uh, fashion nugget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one from back in the day. Uh, what about Toad the Wet Sprocket? That was my shit in high school. What about? Well, you just you just went and saw uh, They Might Be Giants, which is like they they aged a little better because they're like more kitschy and more mainstream classic, but still the same thing. It's like how many albums they put out? Uh, well, <laughs> they still have Blister in the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> they actually put out an album last year. They put out an album like every two three years since uh, since yeah. uh, eight seven. 
Which is pretty good because how many sales have they had? Yeah. Do they play on the radio? No. Have we heard about them? No. What do we hear? Blister in the sun. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the, uh, they, they only put out one, um, uh, one quantity of each album because they knew they wouldn't sell it. Oh, literally one copy. One it was copy. really like, we, we passed it around to our moms and then anyone in our fan club, you guys can pass it around. There's only four of you, so we'll need it back. Right. We're going to need that back. <coughs> it sounds like John L. Peacock has entered the building, folks. And if you know what that means, as well as I do, it means we're about to start the goddamn shenanigans. So I think while we're waiting for John, because he's getting his setup going, I think this is the time where uh, we don't want to start drinking without John, because that's just inappropriate. <laughs> we have standards here in the show. But if you want to pack a bowl, let's go ahead and uh, pack a bowl, smoke if you got them. We're about to start. Thanks for hanging in there. John has technical difficulties. Um, okay, so let's smoke that bowl. All right, everybody, here you go. Smoke for you. Okay, that's good. That's good. And you could also, like, I'm not going to stop you from doing shots. Definitely have a cocktail to wash that bowl down because <coughs> we're not animals here. We can have standard animals. Okay. <coughs> oh. Okay, I hear John coming back, so he's halfway through the debacle. Um, let me just go ahead and get some of this stuff out of the way, John. Wait, am I stepping on your toes? Maybe I am. Tell me if I am. Pete, how was your week, buddy? <laughs> well, John, <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. My week has been um, a bit of a time travel, a bit of a... It's, you, 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 um, we don't call it blacking out because it's, well, ever, because that's our word. We, we don't appreciate people using that word out of the class, but it just feels so surreal and like time is passing so quickly and it's like, but days are super long, but all of a sudden I went to bed. Okay. So I was, I was not feeling super good last night and I was like, dude, I'm so bored. I've watched all the shows. Like literally I turned on the TV, turned on all the Netflix, all the things. I'm like, I've watched every single one of these, all of them. I've completed the internet. So I was like, I'm going to bed. I went to bed at nine o'clock, dude. It's kind of ridiculous. I woke up at four, went back to bed till five. And I felt good about that. So that was the high point of my week has been me sleeping for like over eight hours and feeling kind of energized for today, but kind of scared to see what happens when we, we do the show and start drinking. And I'm like all rip roaring, ready to go. Mm, I think someone might have to call in sick to work tomorrow. And that's going to be the entire rest of the office because I'm going to be raring to go, baby. Woo! That's a joke, John. It's a little joke. Mona uh, Lisa. There you guys are. I was looking everywhere for you. Finally, it's Thursday. I'm telling you, it was the stereo gods who were trying to hide us when this whole sh show first started. John was walking through Brooklyn, a company, unaccompanied minor. He had no permission slip to be out there on his own after 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. It's 11 p.m. Eastern over there because it's 8 p.m. Pacific, where our show starts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Anyway... I couldn't get in to talk him through the whole process, and we were all worried. We were all on edge. We started the phone tree. I called my two friends. They called their two friends. We were trying to get to everyone's friends to see if we could make sure John was safe. But then I got on the show, so I said, fire drill off. Uh, hey, <laughs> before we go much further, uh, Blister in the Sun, you know that's Violent Femmes, right? I do. I'm very aware. Uh, birdhouse in that's your soul I... would be... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Istanbul, Constantinople, very, I'm very aware, John. That's why I was trying Horrible to bust your man. balls. Yeah. I'm tr that's why I was trying to bust your balls because you didn't say anything and I just kept going and you didn't say anything. I was like, is he going to say something? Well, actually, I'm, say I'm planning on.
being uh, violent femmes in October. So there you go. Well, there, that's what he said. John's just going to give us his goddamn concert repertoire to answer all of the <laughs> fucking sticks I poke at him. Great, John. That's super. So all of my all of my fucking cuts at you, my personal jabs at your 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 style of life just makes you go to more concerts. <laughs> like Pete was super mean to me this last year. I was on the road for like 17 weeks. It was crazy. <laughs> that would be great. If the knee jerk reaction was that, it's like, oh dude, every time I hear, if you're hypnotized, right? You go to the hypnotist show and every time you hear like Sweet Home Alabama, you box like a chicken. Right? I'm I'm 100% with that. Like what if what if every time what if every time my boy Pete says something mean to you, you're like I got to book a concert. <laughs> I, I get, even if it's local, like whatever, it has to be a $20 cover to see whatever band is closest to me, to see whatever my time schedule is. I'm right. booked up. There are 7 days this week and I have 8 concerts. <laughs> One of them is a Beatles tribute, so they only play eight days a week. So it works out. Right, but they play Hate Jude every time, which is a 92-hour song. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul, you son of a bitch. Yeah, also, you're the worst of the apostles. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get biblical on you, but I'll go biblical on that ass, Paul. <laughs> John, you're okay. Don't lose your head now or nothing. Oh. Oh. Uh... No, he got shot in the chest. It's fine. <laughs> that would have been uncouth. If it would... I say uncouth. John, are you having cancer? John, cancer. Why can't I see your faces that only a mother could love on YouTube? Are we having technical difficulties? Oh. Is that going to be fixed? Uh, ah! Oh, it's so going to be fixed. Just so you know, the faces for radio are coming at you very soon. John's working on it as we speak. He says we're being recorded, so this is all, all of this bullshit is going to be able on, on to our Spotify, our Apple Pod, our Anchor app, our fans only, our friends only, our foes closer, um, foe as in the faux rugs, aficionados.org. We're a big fan of fake fur rugs. That's been a new hobby of ours during the pandemic. Yeah. Hey, you want to you wanna, uh, stop showing your, your beautiful mug there for a second so we can go live? Did I? I thought I can't see... Yeah, I didn't even know where you were. Fair enough. I'll do that. Try that. Am I good? Let's Did I win? You you, you won. Um, uh, let's get these messages go on the YouTubes. Slamming ads, baby. So it's just not live right now. It ha See, it has to be all edited and shit. Shit has to be done. Take a nap. Settle down. <laughs> we have to train the... Put the wildebeests back in their cage. We have to load all of the pyrotechnics. Every time we start doing the fireworks, John's like, did you remember the Michael Jackson video? And I was like, bro, that was so long ago. <sighs> all right, we'll do a safety check. Here we are. No fireworks, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ready now. If you're up on stereo, feeling all dazed, come to two side on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, and smoking. Joking with the boo. Oh, yeah, I'm token. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love it. And you could hear it better. John, I don't know what you did with it. Maybe you went to school. Maybe she's just a better musician than most of the people you put on. I'm just saying. <laughs> It sounded good. It sounded good. It sounded real good. Yeah, Those are my three comments. <laughs> Giddy up, baby. Where's your face for radio? You go first. Okay. Let me just uh... I'm gonna make sure. Yeah. Gotta hold on.
Let me do that. Hold on. This. Fuck you. I can't wait. I'm oh, in. Really good. I'm in. Great. Okay. I'll use this as a mirror and that and comb this in. And this is better here. There. There. There we go. There we go. Hey! Holy shit! <laughs> you asked for it. Welcome, everybody. Oh, my God. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you are listening to us right now on the stereo app, don't be afraid to hit that app banner right above our beautiful, beautiful fake heads to go to the YouTube page where you can see our ugly, ugly heads. Faces meant for radio, voices meant for the heavens. Folks, tune in every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Don't be afraid to tell your friends, your foes, and your parole worker. We'll be here every week. And if you're not listening live right now, our YouTube channel is Two Sided Podcast. We're also on YouTube, Apple Pod, Anchor, Fans Only, Farmers Only. I can't believe it's not butter. Dot butter. I got to get more. I got to get more. That's a, that was a good one the first time. Just losing steam. Just losing steam. Maybe it's my cholesterol going up or the jokes are going down, but it's butter rich and stupid filled. <laughs> and you heard it here first, folks. That's right. We now have our Patreon, that two-sided pod. You can check us out. Is that how I'm going to put the kids through college, John? Our Patreon? That's right. For one easy payment of $9,999, you too can listen to the stupidity that we don't put on the air. Behind the scenes, you're going to lift the curtain for you. Yeah, I think I, uh, we haven't, I don't know what the whole thing is, but I, I feel like it needs to be a donation. It needs to be like a dollar or a million dollars. Whatever whatever you deem appropriate for that month, is that is what you need to pay. <laughs> it's an honor system. We take bus tokens, back rubs, fatherly advice, half bottles of liquor, <laughs> the soul of an orphan. <laughs> I'm just, we're open. We barter. We're the barter economy. Uh, speaking of bartering, uh, should we do the shot before or after we start oh, the Oh, God. Oh, God damn it, John. You, you took so long. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm looking at everyone down who's in the audience on, on live right now. I'm talking to these guys. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we already started the show. John is just walking into the party that we already begun. John, you are far behind us. We already have little inside jokes. I spilled the punch bowl earlier. There was a whole thing. It's like, oh my God, you guys like finger sandwiches? We don't have any more finger sandwiches for you, John. They're all gone. You're late to the party. Anyway, cheers. let's bro. do a shot. Cheers to you. Cheers to everyone in the audience. Cheers to everyone else. Uh, and this is where you should all know where that two-sided go bag comes in handy because if you didn't have your go bag ready you didn't have that shot ready so it came unawares the next one will warn you but this is what happens is just get that shot ready and i'm just saying right now i don't want to i don't be pushing drinking on anyone it's like it could be water it could be a glass of soda it could be but it's like uh playing the game of of quick draw all right we're doing shots grab whatever you were drinking shoot it up give a tap drink it give our two taps back and let's move on go bags baby <laughs> I don't want to uh, advocate uh, uh, alcohol, uh, <laughs> drugs, violence, or to anybody, but for me, they work pretty well. <laughs> hey, a lot of people say that drinking is fucking cool. It makes you awesome, makes you stronger, makes you better, funnier, good looking, more attractive to women, fresh scented, intelligent, and timely. Let's go on with the show, John. Just saying. Stupid. Well, I'm just saying. Well, Allegedly. Hi. Oh, God damn it. Hold on to your butts, folks. Shit's about to get real. Oh, God.
God, you got to record that better. It's so bad because it's literally every time I talk, it cuts off. And I don't know if it cuts off for everyone else, but I just don't care. I just don't care. Actively, I don't care. I'm John L. Peacock out in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm my boy Pete in Southern California. And you're listening to Two Sided, a live recorded podcast where each week I challenge Pete with a bit of the two sides of life, the serious and the fun. And I take that challenge and I retort back full force, both barrels. I unload, I batten down the hatches and just empty. And I say, this is the right and the wrong, John, the me and the you. The fun and the serious. <laughs> well, I'm Johnny come lately. I'm a little, I'm like rushing to catch up. Uh, so uh, I want to make sure to remind the audience, as my boy Pete has before, um, if you're wanting to, please take shots with us. Uh, if you haven't received your go bag yet, uh, it, the, the check's in the mail. It's, it, they're coming. They're on their way. Yeah, and if you haven't received your two-week pin yet uh, for, for staying sober, you haven't been listening to our show. So you might as well have one tonight. You can go to the meeting tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. That's so day. horrible, bro. So no, I'm not. I am not. You're I am not advocating not that. at all. Not advocating at all. <laughs> advocating maybe, but no, I'm not advocating for for drinking. If you like, you don't drink. If you don't drink, don't drink. It's not something like, well, maybe I'll try it. You know what? Don't. <laughs> you know, don't. If you're this fun, you have made it this far, and you've listened to our show before, don't do it. You're a fun person. Your friends will like you more the way you are. I promise you. I promise you. I had a friend who started doing things late in life who had never done anything ever and became a goddamn wreck. Like, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Remember when you were in college? Like, oh, shit. Sharon got into the tequila again. She's like, hey, you guys. Sharon, put on your shirt. Or at least your shoes. Ugh. Sharon, Sharon, you're on Sharon duty. Sharon! <laughs> I'm saying if you don't do it, don't do it. But if you do it, then come on. What's one more going to hurt? What's right. one more going to hurt? It's come on, kid. Wafer mint. <laughs> it's a wafer thin mint. Anyway, one one that hurt. One wee little wafer thin mint. Look, it's no problem. Uh, my boy, Pete, uh, how are you feeling in three words? Oh. Regretful of statements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, let's go back and edit that one out. <laughs> so, oh, dude, I was trying to work my way out of it. Like, dude, I'm just telling people to get hammered. I'm like, no, that's not, no, 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 don't do that. No, everyone stop. Listen, the go bags are for when you need them. That's what a go bag is. When the zombie apocalypse comes or when the two-sided comes on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. God damn it. No, John. I'm telling people to drink every Tuesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. Nope. That is what I'm telling them. John, I want to take that all back. Allegedly. I'm taking it all back. Allegedly. And take that out. <laughs> go. <laughs> Well, that's going to lead us into our first <laughs> lightning round. Lightning round! It's time to get down! 
my guitar i told you not to fuck with it dude sorry i'm bored it was either that or wear your christmas sweaters stay away from those two they're pretty fucking awesome <laughs> sorry well, anybody anybody who's anybody knows that our first lightning round of the episode is always a standard q a my boy pete are you ready for the questions oh, i'm ready bring it let's go what was your last spontaneous moment <laughs> Uh, John, you're looking for a big one. You're looking for something that's like out of the ordinary spontaneous. Um, Shit, John. Oh, no. I blew way more money than I should have at the weed store. <laughs> that was spontaneous. I was like, God damn it. I'm here. Why not? Who cares? I'm on vacation. I was going to say I went to LA twice. Both of those things were planned. I right. talked. It wasn't like, it wasn't get up and go like nothing. What do you get up? Uh, sometimes I only watch shows that have subtitles. That was spontaneous. Remember that one week when I got up and I watched only shows from Canada for four days? Super good. And I, that's, that's not a joke. It's a good, it's a good idea. Look at some Canadian shows. Pretty fucking good. No, Wait, I guess like I haven't been. Buy? Yeah, impulse, because I haven't been spontaneous enough, dude. I haven't been out. I haven't been doing this. Everything, I've been so trapped in everything that it's so hard to get, like, truly spontaneous of, like, Fuck it. Let's go to Vegas. It's only it's only three and a half hours. Let's go. Yeah. We can be back tonight. Let's go. Go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Or like, just fucking fuck off for the day and go to the beach. Or right. like, just do random shit. Everything has been planned out at least a couple of days, and that's not. I guess I I would say well no, but see it's planned out like Tuesdays and Thursdays eight p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, I was like, this Thursday, I'm not going to get drunk. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I just lived on the edge. And then it's like, wait, but it's kind of what you do normally. So it's not spontaneous. But I felt like it was because I had made a decision and I broke that decision. Spontaneous. Sp <laughs> spontaneously. Spontaneously. Spontaneity. You're like uh, Dr. Jekyll and, Ms. and my boy Pete. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Mr. Hyde and my boy Pete. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's fuck shit up. Yeah, let's fuck shit up. Hey, you need to calm down. Why? Oh, God, I'm going to go get the doctor. This is bullshit. Come here, the back here, Hyde. It's just a bottle of rum. It's just yeah, a bottle of rum. I'm just saying. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, he's always looking for the doctor because he's like, dude, come on, just let's hang out. Let's go fucking crazy, bro. Come on, bro. Let's jump off bridges and shit. Come on, bro. 
What is not true? What is a memorable yet unexpected experience of yours? And so this is not just most recently. This is a what's a what's a memorable yet unexpected experience of yours? Um, dude, tons, tons of tons of things of like what you were expecting, what you weren't expecting, of. The dirty underbelly, when you see the most beautiful thing, the first time I realized I was traveling alone in Europe and I was in um, Vienna. Yeah. It was right before Christmas because I was going to be in Prague for Christmas with my sister. <laughs> and so I'm in Vienna and beautiful and brass little quintets are playing out in the corners and like seeing the churches and there's like, it's chilly, but it's not cold. And there's like a little, little sleet every once in a while. Like, Oh my God, this is fucking ridiculous. This is Christmas. I fucking fell into Christmas. Great time. Went to a couple museums, went to a church, a little cold. I'm like, all right, I got to get hit back on the train. I'm just going to fuck. I need food. I don't want to go to something. Like, there's a McDonald's. I'm just going to go get a burger and a soda and like warm up American style. Fuck it. I go in like, dude, I'm going to take a piss. Bathroom door is closed. Okay, wait. I'm like, ah, okay, got to go. Come on, come on. Door opens. Dude comes out. Go in. Right as I go, another dude comes out. Okay. Oh. There was fucking semen everywhere in that bathroom. Oh. Like, I was like, oh, okie dokie. I had the most oh. beautiful experience of my life, and I had the most terrifying. I saw the face of Satan. Okie dokie, gotta leave. Never gonna come back to the city again. Fuck you, Vienna. I hope all of your composers die in a fucking fiery death. Hey, I like, say, I say that also was was a beautiful scene. You know, it was it. It was love. It was it, you were seeing the uh, aftermath, the afterglow, if you will, of, of love. Yeah, but come on, man. Take your shoes off of the door. Wipe your feet off when you come inside. Wipe up your semen when you're in a public restroom hooking up with That's random true. people. That's true. It was just, everything was, uh, 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 uh. it made the most beautiful thing, the most horrible thing, and it's a memory I'll never forget, and it was totally unexpected, and I'll, it was seared in my memory. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, have you ever pulled a big prank on a friend who never learned that you were involved who never found out no dude fuck no oh yes <laughs> you were like i'm judging that wait hold on yeah no because it was it was a prank but a prank that it wasn't on a friend it was <laughs> it was on an establishment <laughs> and and it didn't go as, I mean, it went fine, but then some people got caught. <laughs> I was like, mm -mm -mm. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. And no one snitched. <laughs> like, perfect. Yeah, you're good to go. Nope. Nobody knows nothing about nothing. It was hilarious, but the way you reacted is not hilarious. And so, <laughs> no, I don't believe it is hilarious at all. And I don't think I was involved. And finally, have you ever been exposed to a drug by accident or without your consent? Yeah, it's a little thing called joy, John. It's something that I like to savor for those moments when I truly can appreciate it. But sometimes 
fucking sometimes people force it on me. And I don't appreciate that. Like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, when we have Cuthbert and Mona Lisa and Angela Cares and then Little Bud and Nut. Oh, shit, Nanya. Julia Prunes. Fucking Mind Foxes. All the fuck. The people. The, the People give me small little joys. You give me joys. You also cause my blood pressure to go up, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a goddamn coronary because of you earlier than later. But I, those are the things. That's that's the drug that I I never expect. Because especially, like, no, but to be honest, like when we, we have good interactions, right? Like you and I, we usually yeah. fuck shit up. We, it's not good. It, I mean, it's great. But usually end up like, God damn it, John. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> but when we have these, you know, communicate and talk to people, like, dude, that, that I, I connect with these people. Like, I have friends. Like, we're friends. Like, I feel uh, like it, it's made like, oh, that's a joy. It, it's they bring joy to like, it's just fun. It's just a good human yeah. connection that is with good people, which is fucking unnerving to me and i don't think it should be legal and then you need to get a license for that you need to get a license to drive but you can just fucking willy-nilly spread joy around that's bullshit you gotta be trained in that <laughs> we got some messages and we're gonna jump into our first segment of the evening Sharon, where are my shoes? Oh, God damn it, Sharon. where are my shoes? God damn it, Sharon. Someone, did someone take Sharon's shoes? Can someone help Sharon find her shoes? God damn it, Sharon. <sighs> Your last spontaneous moment was literally 10 seconds ago when you were squawking. <laughs> okay, see? I appreciate you. Thank you for that. I know she meant that as a, as a, as like a cut, but I'm like, you know what? You're right. Every moment I open my mouth is a spontaneous <laughs> moment. You know what? Cause sometimes when people ask me like, do you know what you just said? It's like, you know what? I tune in and out quite a bit. I talk a lot and I don't like to listen. So was it good or bad? Should I take kudos or the fifth? Hunt bird in the house. John L. Peacock, Hancock, in the house. Oh, my boy, P. You, you? Peter, Peter. Hmm. Apparently not so much in the house. More doghouse. Have you ever done feet stuff? And be honest. Feet stuff, yeah. am I right? Right? Am I right? Yeah. Feet stuff, feet stuff. Hundred oh. percent. Like to be totally honest, yeah. If you've had once you hit an open sexual life of experience, like yeah, there's there's not many things that I like. Are you into that stuff? Like no. Have you done it? Yeah. A little dabble, little little this, little that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like. Well, no. It's kind of. <laughs> no, it's kind of like drugs. It's actively like drugs, John. Like. Have you done this? Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah. Have you done that? No. You want to try it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple drugs and a couple things like, not interested. Not for me. 
everything. I was like, yeah, all right, well, I'll give it a go. All right. My feet or your feet? All right. I went to yoga, Pilates. I had two ribs removed. I got a knee replacement, but I think this is going to work. <laughs> oh, you mean your feet? God damn it. You could have saved me a lot of time and energy. But anyway, look at my flexibility. My, my boy Pete does have some dainty, dainty feet. I know. Truly do. They're little doll's feet. I can, that's, I, I, I buy shoes that make, that look proportionate. <clears throat> it's awesome because I can, <laughs> no, to my body to like make me look right. like I don't have like little peg legs. I got it, but I was hoping that you would actually <laughs> give some kind of explanation there. <laughs> so you probably right, like, sorry, you know, a size, a size that looks like, oh yeah, that's the size foot that person oh, yeah, should yeah. have. Here's a six foot one person who's a hundred and two hundred and pounds. <laughs> looks like looks like he's one hundred and eighty pounds, but he ate two of his friends. Shh, they were delicious. <laughs> but but the great thing about that, John, is and fucking Cuntbird got the wheelies. She had wheelie life. Like I can buy kids shoes wheelies. I can I can buy kids slippers because. Yeah. I can buy large women's shoes. I can wear when I'm in theater, they have they always say like we have an easy time shopping for heels for you. But these guys, I'm like, hey, come on now. <laughs> but also I love those flats. Can I wear those after Labor Day? I'm gonna need to get your stylist number. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. Steven. I'm so glad you're in a good mood because we're gonna talk about something really crazy. So let's oh, show yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. As anytime, John, just so you know, it's best, future reference is best if you don't preface bad things by your comments. It's best to just dive in. Like if you're going to go, if you're going to get into a fight, right, you know that this situation is going to escalate into a physical altercation. The first time someone comes up and says, hey, motherfucker, don't talk. Don't just hit him. You know it's going to happen. <laughs> Just do it and be first, and you can always win. John, I'm saying you can win the two sides, the fun and the serious, if you just strike first. Strike fast. No mercy, sir. I can't hear you. Strike first. Strike hard. No mercy, sir. All right. Sweep the leg. Sweep Let's the do leg. Cheers. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. That's right. That was the time we did a shot. The Tuskegee experiment. Come on, man. Like, come, come on, man. All right, all right, okay, okay. Because I'm, I'm starting to do a thing because I see I'm trying to pick apart your shit that you do because you, you try to Simpson me out like Simpsons, like oh we start with this and then we have this premise and then here's the moral of the story. So here's the fun, here's the serious, but here's the through line that you're trying to tell me. And I feel like the through line is either going to be something about our social system today, our government overwatch, or racial inequality. And I actively think that you've made poor choices. I don't know what the rest of the questions will be, John, but I just think we're in for a treat. 
So originally titled the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male, uh, or informally referred to as the Tuskegee Syphilis Study or Tuskegee Experiment. It was formed by the government as a reaction to a near epidemic level outbreak of syphilis in the United States. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we're not on joke terms yet. We're not on funny, funny, ha ha. You got to keep going. You, you can't just say those sentences and expect me to make jokes after those fucking six intro sentences. Are you insane? This was before we had the understanding of the powerful cure uh, of penicillin. Uh, penicillin was discovered in, four years earlier in 28, uh, but it would become known to help cure syphilis in 35 and then recommended as the cure by 1947. But we're in 1932, ladies and gentlemen. 1932 is where we begin our story. So we're in 1932 where this whole debacle of John's serious side of the segment begins. Hold on. Let me get my pad out, John. <sighs> 1932, the debacle begins. Debacle. Don't know how to spell it. We'll send it out later because hooked on phonics worked for me. You said 1940 who? 1946? 1940? 47 is when it was as, as the cure. Um, 35 is when they started to, to test penicillin on syphilis and started to find its, its positive results. 35. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. Okay. Test. Okay. I got my timeline. <sighs> Let's rock, baby. It took place in <laughs> Mason County, Alabama, uh, which is the seat of T uh, Tuskegee and referred to as the Black Belt because of its rich soil and vast number of black sharecroppers who were the economic backbone of the region. And this research itself did take place on the campus of the Tuskegee Institute, now known as Tuskegee University, and was conducted by the United States Public Health Service, USPHS. Great. Okay. So what I need from you, just in this moment, that in that sentence, John, being the, yeah. being the, being the person you are, I know you're reading from research that you pulled, but saying you need to clarify they call it the black belt because of the black rich soil and the amount of black sharecroppers that calling a calling a state calling a, a, a landmass after the people the color of the people who live there should not be done and it shouldn't be done now and we shouldn't it shouldn't be referred to as such you're, you're you're, you're right. I, I, I apologize. That was actually a direct quote from the Tuskegee uh, University. Right. Um, Quote. Okay, so, so quote. You're right. That say quote. Yes. Say yeah. say quote. Here's this. I'm with you. But like, yeah, that's the next. Like, bro, that's. Uh, it makes me sad. Like, that whole thing is like, oh, because like, oh, here's the trailer side, or like, oh, the, when you clar classify different parts of different cities because of the race of people who live there, I'm like, oh no no, but it's also the, the soil. Uh, uh, like, uh, it's bullshit. It's so fucking bullshit. Granted, granted, just so you know, when I go on tourist maps, like, that's where I want to go. Those are the places I, that's going to be the best music, the best food, the best people, the best entertainment. I'm like, yeah, do you want to see a fucking landmark of a statue of a thing? Or do you want to experience the culture of a city? Spanish Harlem. Horseshit. Why you got to call it Spanish Harlem? Because if you're not Spanish, you can't live there. 
because there were so many Spanish that they called it that. Yes, and now it just caught and it hooked. Like it just, uh, I get it. Well, in that note, I mean, we have Chinatown. What do you feel about that? That is, they're they are choosing that there because in Little Tokyo, Little Saigon, Little it's it's their it's their home, their their little their base of where we have a lot of those in L.A. And I was like, yeah. dude, I, I went to to Little Tokyo and I was like. Well, bars. <laughs> like, dude, what? little Tokyo, man, what's up with that? Like, no, this is like, we can't have Tokyo. We can't have like Paris, Texas. Right. And if we're just like, oh, we're East LA or we're, oh, we're El Monte, like, it doesn't have the same ring. Like, oh, no, we're little Tokyo, we're Chinatown. Like, they, they claim that as far as this is where our people are. It started in San Francisco in the Bay Area. And um, as far as the, those, because we had uh, Asia moving in and the immigrants from that side, right? that's where they settled. And they were the ones who started because everything else on the East Coast, there was no like Irish town, Mickville. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it was just, oh, that side of town had a bad name, had a bad side of the tracks and just like, oh, you don't go there. Here we like no we claim it we we took this shit back it's right. our town it's our well, and, and it helped further uh, immigrants find where uh, their community where they where they could right. have their common language where they could have their common culture as they integrated into the exactly so you come over and you find oh here's here's little Saigon and you come from Vietnam like oh awesome great yeah here's here's little Tokyo great here's here's Chinatown great you have because you have um, there's things from Eastern Europe. There's um, <laughs> no little Chechnya. There's rockets everywhere. It's great. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. New Kuwait. No. Yeah. New just... Kuwait. Not as good as old Kuwait, bro. Fucking they're lopping hands off in the public square. It's great. Tourists are there like, yay. Don't clap too loud, lady. You're next. Oh, everybody. Nope. Get her. All right. Tip your waiter. Thank you. <laughs> Falafel, two for one. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> when the study was initiated, there was no proven treatment for the disease. And researchers told uh, the men participating in the study that they were to be treated for, quote, bad blood. This term was used locally by people to describe a host of uh, diagnosable ailments, including but not limited to anemia, fatigue, and syphilis. It started with the, the um, participants... The unwitting participants was a total of 600 men who enrolled uh, uh, were were enrolled in the study. Of this group, 399 had syphilis and were part of the experimental group, while 201 were the control subjects. Most of the men were poor and illiterate uh, sharecroppers from the county. I know that it's there not, is no room for comedy there, so I can just no, it. no. It's it, uh, but it's not okay. Like th that's the thing. He's like, you round me up and like, how come I got to get serious and angry about shit? Like, no. It's just like today, you can be an experimental study today. Like, oh, you can go and take tests, and you can be take drugs and take makeup and be a anything you want. 
but truly they like, here's this big fucking contract you sign. And like, yeah, I sign off on it. And like, whatever happens, happens. And they're not liable today. They're doing the same thing today, just with a fucking legal binder of bullshit. And it's a, it's privatized. If you're now in the, if you're in the military, it's mandatory to do some of the shit. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Oof. <sighs> okay. I'll get fun in the next one. Ready? Go, 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 go. So why would they join? Uh, especially, you know, they didn't know what was going on uh, because they were told lies. But uh, what they were given, they thought, was a, a dream in terms of medical care and survivor's insurance. They were enticed and enrolled in the study with incentives including medical exams, rides to and from the clinics, meals on the examination days, treatments for minor ailments, and guarantees uh, uh, provisions that would be made uh, after the death in terms of burial siphons uh, to the um, survivors of, of those who passed. See, uh, uh, see, John, and here's my only issue with it. My only issue is that you didn't say, hey, you could or could not get syphilis that will kill you and blind you and ruin your life and you can pass it on to other people. If they said that and said, do you want to do it? And we'll give you all of this shit. Right. Bro, 100%. Like, you mean free meals on the day of and the way back, like two meals or what's up? Also, I want my remains scattered around the eastern seaport. But I don't want to be cremated. I want to be chopped up <laughs> and spread out. Like chum? So if you, like chum. Shakies? That's how we do things <laughs> in 1932. Right. You are pointing out the very big uh, difference between those experimental studies today and this one especially, but the ones that they did back then. Which is horrible. They lied. They fucking they, used. They, they had but it no was, idea what was happening. But it was a government. This was a government sponsored. Yeah. Experiment. Public health service. So that's yeah. right. No, this is what I'm saying. The, the difference now, because we have a lot of those with the WHO. We have a lot of things, and they're privatized through different companies that are also yeah. Okay, you know what? Now that I say it out loud, fuck you. Okay, they're hiring people to take the blame if shit goes wrong. Fuck you, John. Let's move on. <laughs> so. <sighs> The men were monitored by health workers, uh, but only given placebos such as aspirin and mineral supplements, despite the fact that penicillin became the recommended treatment for syphilis in 47, some 15 years into the study. So these researchers... It was still going on in 47? Uh, oh, oh, we've only just begun. I thought it was, I thought it was done in the late 40s. Okay, sorry, go. Nope. Sorry, go. Uh, researchers convinced local physicians of Macon County not to treat the participants, and instead research was done at the Tuskegee Institute, like I said, now Tuskegee University, uh, which was founded in 1881 by Booker T. Washington as the first teacher. Oof. See, and that's like a, a, a smear. Like, yeah, I know, a smear. Like, come on, man. Booker T. Washington found, like, come on. And now you're going to do this? <sighs> that's it, John. I'm going to pour a shot. Keep going. I'm going to get ready. So in order to track uh, the disease's full progression, researchers provided no effective cure 
as the men died, went blind or insane, or experienced other severe health problems due to their untreated syphilis. <laughs> oh, shit. My vision is failing. I feel like I'm crazy. Hey, do I have syphilis, John? I got to get checked out. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't. No, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. You signed that paper, right? Yeah, you're fine. Allegedly. Allegedly. As time progressed, however, patients began to stop attending their appointments. So to greater incentivize them to remain a part of the study, the USPHS hired a nurse named Eunice Rivers to drive them to and from their appointments, provide them with hot meals and deliver their medicines, services especially valuable to subjects during the Great Depression. That was that was what they promised them in 32. They promised them a Eunice. They promised them craft services and they didn't deliver right off the bat. Like that would be a red flag for me. Like, uh, I'm wary. I heard there was going to be a hot meal and a nurse named Eunice driving me to and from said appointment. I had to take the bus and I had a granola bar on the way here. I am very disappointed and I do not think I will come back. Good now, day. They also provided the, the, the funeral services for those who passed. Um, but this was actually so they could make sure to do an autopsy on all of the, on all of the participants who had passed before the funeral. Jesus, John. Because the thing is, the thing is, there's a lot of good, good fucking funeral jokes. But this is not the time, John, or the place that you're going to get me canceled. I see you coming a mile away, bro. I'm going to still stick to my guns and say, fuck them for doing this. And they shouldn't take advantage of people. Now I'm now I'm laughing. I'm, John, well the thing is about funerals, John. <laughs> 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 he, he can't help himself. He's like, don't push the button. What button? That one. Okay, don't push it. I won't push it. Don't push. Don't push. I'm gonna push that fucking button. Ooh, I'm gonna push that button so hard. You want me to push your button? Do you want me to? No, I can't. But John, funerals. Nope. No, I'm not going to do it. No. Okay. I'm going to save it. I feel like we got, I got more places to dig myself out of as we go through. I'm done. Uh, so, and that's my final answer. So we have records of uh, these researchers actively uh, working to ensure that the subjects didn't receive any treatment for syphilis. So in 90, uh, in, I'm sorry, in 1934, they provided doctors of Macon County with the list of the subjects and asked them not to treat them in 1940. They did the same with the Alabama Health Department, and in 41, many of the men were drafted and had their syphilis uncovered by the entrance medical exam. So the researchers had the men removed from the army rather than let their syphilis be treated. I knew about that. Like, uh... <sighs> Doing a little bit of All good right. news. A little bit. No, no. Uh, do you want a little bit, John? I kind of want a shot. No, I have a shot ready here. But here's the deal. Once again, once again, if it was offered to you, do you want to go to the World War? 
or do you want to have syphilis? I'd be like, is Eunice going to be cooking every time I go to appointments? <laughs> I'll take the syphilis. It's syphilis and a friendly face. Right. Come on. It's like a, shaving a haircut. It's two bits. Oh, two bits. That equals four loonies. Look at that callback, Angela. See that? Giddy up, baby. Woo! So, in 1950, by 1952, however, about 30% of the participants had received penicillin anyway, despite the researchers' best efforts. So they argued that their participants wouldn't seek, uh, uh, that, their, that their participants wouldn't seek penicillin or stick to the prescribed uh, treatment plans. And they claimed that the participants, all black men, were too, this is their claim, that they were too stoic to visit a doctor. In truth, the men thought they had already been treated. And so that's why they, so few of them were actually seeking treatment because they thought, they knew they had syphilis, they thought that they were being treated in the best way possible. They heard about this penicillin thing, and the doctors were like, yeah, 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 that's what we're giving you while they were giving the aspirin good. and reference. Yeah. They already, they, yeah, so you, you were told one thing. You don't have any symptoms. doesn't burn on you pee. Right. My vision's pretty good. Not crazier than I was yesterday. The goddamn kid on my lawn keeps on walking through it. That's making me nuts. Maybe I need to get penicillin. John, I can get you penicillin right now. Street value, super cheap. You want some penicillin? <laughs> kind of do after this talk. Giddy up. I got you, baby. So in 1965, they argued Jesus that Christ. it was too late to give the subjects penicillin as their syphilis had progressed far too, uh, too far for the drug to help. Now, this is a convenient justification for the continuation of the study, but penicillin is and was, and even then, was recommended for all stages of syphilis and could have stopped the disease progression in the patients even at that time, so many years later. Uh, right, but you got to look at, uh, it's all, it's, it, I'm, not, I'm not justifying it at all, but you got to look at, it's 1965. Yeah. What is happening in 65? What is the, the national feeling? And how do we respond to the government at that point? Because we are, we are right before like the pushback on Vietnam starts. And it's anyone who is truly American. Because once it starts up really big in 67, the anti-Vietnam movement, anti-government, anti-everything, it is definitely divided. You have yeah. your people who are counterculture and you have your people who are true Americans and people who are trying to be true Americans. Even at that point, like they will not do me wrong. They have told right. me they, why would I go to a doctor when the ultimate end all be all has told me that I'm good. Why would I do that? It just, uh, Anything, I was going to say, no, anything 70, no, two, no, 84, no, 90, nope, 2000, nope, 2000. Everything in our history has been fucked, John. <laughs> like, it's been fucked, bro. Right. I was looking for the great place to start. Like, you know, we were pretty good for these, like, three months. Fucking during Hoover. 
but it was all downhill after that. No, I, bro. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Carry on. I feel like our American history is going off the kilter. Yeah, right. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it. In uh, 47, the Nuremberg Code was written. In 64, the World, World Health Organization published the Declaration of Helsinki. And both of these aim to protect humans from experimentation. But the CDC, who had taken over from the USPHS uh, to control the study, actively decided to continue the study as late as 1969. That's a lot of acronyms for such a late year, John. 69, the USPS, they said, we can ship that anywhere. United States uh, 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 Public Health uh, uh, Society, syphilis, right. (laughs) Being the the VD, (laughs) venereal disease, such a VIP, very important person. Shouldn't we keep the PC press conference on the QT? The shush, shush, because it could lead to the... Leaked the VC, Viet Cong, and then he'd end up MIA, captured, and we'd all end up on KP, kitchen duty. <laughs> See, John? Yeah. Giddy up. <laughs> so, so this, is where, this is where things start to unravel for this, this uh, study. Uh, in the mid-60s, uh, a venereal disease investigator in San Francisco named Peter Buxton found out about the Tuskegee study and expressed his concerns to his uh, superiors that it was unethical. Uh, The officials then formed a committee to review the study, but ultimately opted to continue it uh, with the goal of tracking participants until they had all died. Autopsies were performed and the project data could be analyzed. So they were at that point, they were just like in it to win it. But Buxton leaked the story to a reporter friend who passed it on to a fellow reporter and the Associated Press on November 16th, 1972, published the story basically on the front page of every major paper across the U.S. AP. Oof. I, yeah. John, I understand your point because now we're talking about the news media. We're talking about society. And then in the 70s, we're talking about John Freebird. John, I digress. So by then, there were only 74 of the test subjects of the original 399 still alive. 28 had died from syphilis. 100 more had passed from related complications. At least 40 spouses had been diagnosed with it. uh, And uh, at least 19 children had been uh, exposed to it uh, at birth. So affecting a whole lot more than the original 399. <sighs> nope. Still not the time. Continue, John. Let's finish this up. I feel like we're getting close to the end and you're pausing we too are. much. I want to get right to the end. Let's button it, baby. In 73, Congress held hearings on the Tuskegee experiments, and the following year, the study's uh, surviving participants, along with the heirs of those who had died, received a $10 million out-of-court settlement, which is something about like 25000 per household that was part of that settlement. Additionally, yes. new guidelines were issued to protect human subjects in U.S. government-funded research projects. Uh, so the result of this, obviously, is deeply... Um, 
uh, ingrained in in so many. In 97, uh, President Bill Clinton issued an apology. It was the first official apology. Uh, the United States government, quote, the United States government did something that was wrong, deeply, profoundly, morally wrong. Fuck it. You, Clinton, I'm sorry. Honestly, bro, you don't get, you don't get a mea copa years after the fact, and this is the thing you're choosing to apologize for after everything you've done, after you, because you are now saying the U.S. government, so you are standing for them. So I'm saying you, Bill, fucking, you can get, <laughs> I can only think of like Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Neither one of them had a blue dress. Anyway. <laughs> you can get all, you can get all of them out of there, all, all your staff. Just get them out of the Oval Office because that doesn't matter. If you're picking this hill to die on, this one to apologize, you better get your goddamn checkbook and start making reparations for everything we've done to every other fucking culture, to every other person, to every other idea since the inception of this country. We have right. fucked anyone who is the little man. We have fucked every culture who has tried to come. We are not the melting pot. We are the boiling pot, bro. We are actively trying to regurgitate anything that comes into our, our country that is not us, which is right. bullshit. We, we are the worst of this country. I'm not a self-lover, well, but, but I'm honestly, yeah. the, the people who make the worst noise, hey, let's get some, some fresh faces in there and see if if they can fuck it up as much as you have. Let's give everyone a shot because you have proven what has happened. Well, and he didn't give any more money. It's not like he, it was just an apology. It was literally just words. That's all he did. Right. You know, he was president at the time, so it was an official apology from the US right. government, but it didn't come with more money. No, no, it didn't come with more money. It, it came with like, he was trying out his apology on Hillary. He's like, I'm super sorry on behalf of the United States government. We did not mean to do that. We made poor choices. We should have been honest and we were not. And that's on us. And we'll do better next time. Next time, right? Because <laughs> there will always be a next time, baby. Always going to be a next time, motherfucker. <laughs> always. So the last uh, participant, uh, study participant passed away in 2004. That's that. That's, that's, that's something. Bullshit, man. That's something we did, dude. dude we did like. Uh, I'm with you. 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 I see where you're going. I see. You. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm not angry at you for bringing horrible, horrible juju into my world. I'm not, John. Granted, I won't sleep very well tonight because of just the fucking angst and the guilt that you brought to the world, but I will give penicillin to anyone who wants it. I will also give syphilis to anyone who wants it. <laughs> I'm a giver and a taker. No, that's not true. I mean, I know where I can get some syphilis. You guys looking? Hold on. Let me call some guys. I give you syphilis and penicillin. Yeah. 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 You want to fucking, you got to get up to get down, baby. Let's ride that roller coaster. <laughs> Woo!
just take it long enough so that you go a little insane, get that kind of high going, and then you got the penicillin to bring you right, right back. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. You do that or drink like me and John for 10 or 12 years and see what happens after that. Your liver will hate you, but you'll be insane. You'll be fucking crazy like a goddamn box. <laughs> we got so many messages, man. Fucking let's pop bubbles. Let's do shots, pop bubbles. Let's, everyone, everyone is now the time. This is the only time I'm going to give you the hints. Pack the bowls, pour the shots. We're going to drink and smoke until we get through them. Ready, kids? Okay. I fucked that up. I missed that joke. Um, when she showed her heelys, I should have said, how on wheels? Uh, redemption? <laughs> or Pretty good. Pretty not good. so much. You're doing good. Pick it up what you're putting down. You guys, you guys keep on saying quote. <laughs> Can you say quote? <laughs> <laughs> my boy <laughs> got it. <laughs> oh my god, the ears just went up when I said that. My boy Ball? Pete? Pete? Oh. oh, you want to pee? Damn it, we oh. just went out, you damn. Who's a good boy? Who's a good puppy, puppy? Who wants to Pete? Who wants to my boy Pete? <laughs> oh no, you John old peacock fell over the carpet. Explain me that. Riddle me that. Girl, I'm going to need some Cavassier and some lower light and some Barry White. We can talk about it all night. I'll show you what Spanish fly is. Shh. Are you guys attempting to do a drunk history bit? Because that's cool. I appreciate the attempting. Because no, not really. But, but I love that she went on the fact that we are actively not doing it. <laughs> I love it. That's my favorite. John, I keep it nothing but fucking real. But fucking real? Nope, but, period. Fuck, no, but, semicolon. Nope, nothing about colons. John, you get what I'm pitting down. Play the message. I bet Eunice had great tits and ass, too. I bet you they don't mention how hot Eunice was, the nurse. Right? Great little I'm saying. For the dude to come around. She was like a Jackie Brown. Of the 1940s. Oh wow, this is this is the no, I'm telling story. You. It was talked about in Lovecraft, and uh, I think so. Going back in time. Oh shit! Oh, it's a good show. Watch it. No, Lovecraft is great. Thanks for bringing this but, up. Shout out to you. Great to the butt. Giddy yeah, up! Giddy up! Eunice's milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, "Can we get hot meals?" And Eunice is like, we're going to your appointment. And Eunice is like, take your medicine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a song we're working out for Eunice's intro. <laughs> that was a rough one. Love you, babies. Shave and haircut. <laughs> Two bits. Two loonies. Her, her. Hey, we got ways of making you use your ooze. Your use there, Angela Cares. You know what we're talking about. 1965, they still didn't know. 1965, y'all. They didn't know 65. That, that their syphilis wasn't being treated. I'm blown away. This shit just gets worse. This shit no, just gets 100%. worse. No, 100%. Yeah, I, I can't even talk. I'm blown away. <sighs> okay. 
John, I love you. And I have to, I give you an apology. I'm giving you an apology because I was like, come on, man, we got to be fun and funny and things like, Hey, if we, if we do get into some good stuff, cause you do good research and it's like, you do like the th- it's things we actively care about, but like, oh, what is our show about? All right. All right. Getting good feedback of like, because John will pull some shit. Like he'll pull some things that I think I know everything about everything. It's, it's mainly privilege. I would say it's kind of the beard, the beard, the roots go all the way to my soul. It's a whole lifestyle. Um, but then he like, he opens my eyes to a lot of things. And like, and if, if it's, if, if that's, if this is good, John, like I, this is us, baby. You know what? Yeah. Let's get serious. Let's get serious on your serious. I'm with you. I apologize to you for any of my, if you've ever taken anything I've said seriously, because <laughs> nothing I say is serious. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, like, like you even said, you thought it was over in the forties, you know, uh, and it lasted another yeah. two decades past that. Right. No. If, if they let the last fucking Congress pass, they talked about it in 72 and Congress passed in 73 saying like, yeah, maybe don't, fucking lie to people when you give them diseases and kill them like are you fucking kidding me are you fucking kidding me and the and the only idea the only reason for it john that kills me is because they're fucking black men that was the only reason you wouldn't do this and like to people who were of european descent it's bullshit. The idea that people are different is fucked to me is so, and that, that we have, it took us and literally you look at, I'm not even gonna get into it. You look at laws that were passed in the eighties and then in the nineties, it is specific to race. Yeah. Like, how are we doing this? How, how is this a thing, bro? How can you say, all right, don't fucking kill anyone who's not the same color as you with weird medicine. Okay, but how are we gonna learn? Like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck? Yeah. It makes me so angry. Ugh. 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 I just need to go to that little brew house my soul. Next time for the stories. And I know it's like real stories, but there's this one video where the guy talks about what he saw in Vietnam. And yeah, the way that they were, the government repressed and suppressed, I should say, suppressed those stories. Sheesh. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, the, uh, my father-in-law just passed and he was a Vietnam vet. Um, and, um, I knew what he had done. I knew because he had two purple hearts. He had been shot up and then went back in. Ooh. So he was he was infantry and then he went and he was a helicopter. He uh, joined up on a helicopter chief, but he was on, uh, what is it, Slope, uh, fucking Slope Hill, Vietnam Slope Hill, where they, what they, the movie Hamburger Hill. Right. He, he was there. That was where he was. That was where he got his first purple heart. And so he was one of the guys who made it out and pulled his buddies out, you know, ammo and all this, like, 
and then his his old timer friends come up and talking about how Ben saved their life, and it's like, you know, you listen to old people at like church or funerals or speaking engagements or whatever. It's like they kind of ramble, they kind of you know, it's like, all right, they kind of tune out and like all right, look around. I'm not truly paying attention, like to shit they were saying. And they would go right up the edge of like horrible shit. And they'd stop themselves. And then like Ben was an amazing man. Like Bro. Bro, the the Vietnam stuff of, of what our government did to those people. What we did to that country. Yeah. Uh, uh. But truly, the only thing I can say, the only thing I can say is it made the only good thing is it made us here today. It made our technology here today. It made us able to be in this room today talking together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't know what it would have happened and who would have been here, who, who wouldn't have been born. Who wouldn't, would we have stereo? Would we, you know, you don't know. So it's those little like drops in the pond kind of bullshit. So I'm like, I'm thankful for, yeah, it's the ripple effect. It's not good. It should not have been done. But at the same time, like, all right, at this point, we can't change it. We have to learn from it and move forward with what we have now. Yeah. What's that quote um, uh, behind any major uh, achievement? Um, an advancement in humanity. There is a monster. Oh, John, that's one of my favorites. You know that. Yeah. You know that directly. Any achievement that is worth achieving, that is notable, there is a monster behind said achievement. Yeah. John, I want to be that monster. I want to be that comedy monster that makes a two-sided go stupid big. And it's like, he just doesn't get it. Like, yeah, he doesn't. But John taps him down. Yeah, folks, every 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Pacific, Eastern, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Look at that, John. All the words, correct? Not in the right order. But I'm still here because of you. The call is coming from inside the house. When this um, life as we know it implodes, it's because the call is coming from inside the house. Girl, I'm telling you, that was the same thing Mind Fox said the other day. Why? Why do they have? Why are they guarding Area 51? Because that is the portal to the universe that we actually live in, and this is the plane that we don't. I'm with it. I'm 100% with it. The shit I see day to day, it's like that's not real. That shouldn't be real. Like, what the fuck is that? I made John carry a hammer on the subway, folks. That's crazy talk. Crazy talk. But it happened. Hey, fellas. Oh, Hello shit. to everyone here. The Foxes and Angela. And I'm sorry, I didn't take time to look. I just popped in. How you doing? How you doing? Hope all is well. Hey, how you doing? That was our girl, I'm MFA. Doing. Anyone who's out there. Motherfucking America, mother effing America. I have to use her name correctly. I have to use her Christian well, they name. They won't find her. Yeah, they won't find right. her. Right. I use the Christian name. 
right? The, the censored. It's like, shh, daddy's got you. But she's uh, one of her great friends. She's on Twitch. She broadcasts live on Twitch. She has a YouTube channel. She's on, yep. on stereo. Find Mother F in America. Follow her. Give her a follow. She's fucking good people. Good people. F- and F- funny F- shit. Good people. She's effing good people. Fuck you, John. It's fucking good people in my world. Listening to my boy Pete trying to backpedal from butt fucking. Uh, <laughs> price of mission there, folks. I hope no one, no one caught that. That was a rough one. But fucking really. <laughs> fuck! No, shit. Uh, I love the semicolon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like a, um, um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Uh-huh. When they're they're up in the dinosaur, he's like, "Everybody I know has a big butt, Simone. Let's talk about your big butt." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Andy hears that, and that's when he breaks off a bone and fucks shit up with Pee Wee's life. Fuck a comedy monster. See another great idea. I'm doing a whole monster series for Halloween. Shut it down. The comedy monster. Oh, shut it down. I want I want to hear more about this like in the green room because John John says we're have to be funny now. John is making hand gestures at me. He's wearing the T-shirt of the band he saw last night. He's doing all the things. He's pointing at it. He's actively saying he needs his time to shine. <laughs> Holy shit! So, folks, this is a time on two sided when if you're listening live, you hit that that link above us and you see our goddamn faces for radio that is live on YouTube. We go live on YouTube every Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. And our YouTube channel is out there for the taking. We are also on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Pod, the anchors and fans only. Do you like side boob? What about this side boob? Folks, <laughs> let's do them shots. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for Bing, listening. bing, 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 bing. Oh no! Oh no! Yes. And that is. Do you? Oh no! Do you? Do you realize that that John and I are the core of your society? That if we do this at night and we have to work on your infrastructure of your day to day lives during the day, things are broken in society. <laughs> broken. <laughs> Uh, see what John did? He poured another shot because he knows what time it is. John, let's <laughs> yeah. let's see what happens next. What time is it? It's time for our next lightning round. Lightning round. It's time to get down. Oh, <laughs> but he thinks that there's time in town, but I do know there's John to have my back if I don't even talk too well. Lightning round. Which is actually perfect because this lightning round is actually Bizarro Answers. Our very first ultimate lightning round ever and one of our favorites. Bizarro Answers. Ah, it's our first. We've never had one before. I love Bizarro. (laughs) Let's do it for the first time never before.
Bizarro style. Bizarro, my boy Peter. Are you ready for the questions? No, I am not. <laughs> Fantastic. Let's go. Uh, Bizarro, my boy Pete. What was your last spontaneous moment? Today, I killed a pterodactyl. Flying too close to my yard. It was epic. Bizarre, my boy Pete. What is a memorable yet unexpected experience of yours? I went to a horrible museum I was super bored with. I walked to the bathroom. I saw the most beautiful people having sex I've ever seen. It was epic. It changed my idea of what human connection was about, John. I realized I had been lacking something in my life, and therefore, I needed to search. It was life-changing. <laughs> A little bit of luck. His life would have been ruined forever. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have it my way? No! That's Burger King! <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre, my boy Pete. Have you ever pulled a big prank on a friend who never found out you were involved? Yes. No. <laughs> never. But I did hear about one. <laughs> there was a two-story stadium that had panel ceilings. And I heard about people who went up and took panels out of the ceiling two stories up and made a dirty word. Allegedly. Allegedly, but I don't know anything about that. It seemed, pretty, seemed pretty cool, though. My, my bizarro, my boy, Pete. Have you ever been exposed to a drug by accident or without your consent? There's no such thing as accidents, baby. You can't fucking rape the willing. Come on, I give all my consent every time I wake up, baby. The answer is mm-hmm, <laughs> giddy up. <laughs> and somehow you made that outdated uh, uh, reference still work. You made it still work. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, pal. I try my best. I don't know what you kids are saying these days with your hip-hop lingo, but I try my best. I'm talking to my good friend, Chainsaw. He's keeping me up to the deets on all the, on the lings with the kids. Shout out to Chainsaw. Eyes on the youth boobs right now as you yeah. say. And thank you, thank you. I, wow. That was the racist shit that I ever did. Shit. Oh, welcome to the party. Come up on YouTube, guys. It's you boobs. It's you boobs, guys. Um, No, they're really cool, actually. And you got to see this shit to believe actually, it. Actually? I still like that. Like, you know what? If you're trying, like, I love that. Girl, <sighs> my good friend, Little Butts, I'm letting you know. Um, I just, I appreciate it. 
John does the same thing, and that is there's very few people in the world that can do it. Like, no, it's really good. Not what you guys think. Super good. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> wait, 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 what? John's like, no, nah, man. A lot of people said, you're an asshole. But I said, not always. So... <laughs> I'm on, so you got that. I'm on your side. I'm on yeah, your you got side. that. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you about what they said. Also, <laughs> let's go get lunch. <laughs> I just, there's very few people in the world who can do, I love it. I I love the fucking, I, that's my favorite thing in the world. My favorite thing in the world is the, the, the Uber backhand. Like, sorry, I was looking at your, literally behind you, your shoulder to your right, John, you have a book open, you have a black pillow, and you have the Tums. Yeah. So uh, when I was looking not, at you... They're not sponsoring us. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Now, yeah. Yeah, we chalk. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to, because we drink a lot. <laughs> Bro, I think I have my thumbs around here too. <laughs> you got to get the extra large bottle with the extra strength. Fuck yeah, bro. Fuck your 500 milligram shit. I'm going 750 or 1500. I don't think you know who I am. I have fires burning inside me. I drink like a goddamn beast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Shit, son. No, but I was going to say... Because of your little black <laughs> pillow you have there, it looks like a window. It's like, oh shit, is is my camera right? Is it in the is it in my box of weird shit? Like I just see Tums. Is that my camera? Nope, that's me. I'm good. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Marijuana affects the brain. Brain, brain, brain. Speaking of that, actually that's gonna lead us perfectly into our final into our shot. Perfect. (laughs) So let's do a shot and into our final episode. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, have you poured when you should have? Have you had your go bag when you needed to? Bink, bink, bink. This is a quick draw. This is a quick draw. Cheers, everybody. Giddy up. Because we are going to talk about the CIA acid experiment. Oh, okay. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. This is the fun one. This is the fun one, Pete. No, this is this is no, this is the fun one, but because this is something I agree with, the idea of expanding one's mind, that getting dosed unknowingly, I think that's okay. If if you know the person, if you have like, hey, you want to come in for a test? Yeah, I'll answer these questions and drink this water. Like, no, like not them. You need to hang out with them for a while, go have some cocktails, close a bar down. Like, no, they are not okay with this. Like, this is not for them. John, I promise you, if there's like, if there's like, um, uh, 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 what's the TV show? Extreme Makeover, right? Right. Yep. Oh, Queer eye, uh, queer eye for the straight guy. Okay. Yep. Right. Where it's like, I love John's friends. Like, he's just so fucking uptight. His whole thing. Don't worry, we're gonna come and give him acid and mushrooms, and he will never know. And then 
we will make him cry and open up to you. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Can I take some acid too? Perfect. I hate my life. I know. But once we get through this with your style consultant, I'm going to meet up with you. How we rebuild our lives, John. <laughs> I appreciate you, boss. I appreciate you. Perfect. And here's your fresh new hat. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. All right. All right. Let's talk about the U.S. government acid test. John, I'm ready. Yeah. Should I so, have? Is this the point where the music happens? Like we turn the page in the book, bing, ding, ding, and everyone takes their acid. Is this the time? You should have done that about 20 million minutes ago. <sighs> what do you mean, John? Shit. MK Ultra, the CIA program that began in 1953 uh, by the CIA's chief chemist, Sidney Gottlieb, uh, who ran it until it was shut down in the early 60s. Uh, this program, uh, which had LSD as just one of the many chemicals experienced upon first introduced the psychedelic drug to the counterculture uh, uh, leaders like Ken Kesey, Allen Ginsberg, and Robert Hunter, who was uh, the lyricist for The Grateful Dead. Even Timothy Leary uh, had been first connected to LSD through these experiments, though he was never directly a volunteer for it. All right, but the same thing, like you gotta look, because Ken Casey and Kesey, as you say, Casey, because right. I've known him as long as I have, John, whatever, mea copa. All of these people were, a lot of them were the counterculture people who were doing it already and they were recruited or they were the, the conduits for which the government tested on other people. And with that in regard, especially Ken Casey, John, I don't care how it's spelled. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he knows his people, right? You know yeah. what these, what my people can handle, how I can introduce this to the Hells Angels, how I can introduce this to my Kool-Aid experiment. Yeah, Electric Kool-Aid. Right. right. How, but then from there, then they're like, yeah, they got turned on and it moved to this. And then like, now it's, it's, a, it's, it's the same thing as any subculture of, a subculture gets hold of a drug that is used for good and it because there is the secondary benefits that are great that we all love and and then that's where like oh no you can't have that so you look at psilocybin now and we have clinics in la you have uh, mdma clinics where you can go in you have ketamine clinics where you can go in like hook up to an iv and fucking dose up for an hour, two hours, six hours yeah. with therapists by you because that is what it's for. I'm like, right. I'm with you 100% because that's a great thing, but I would rather go find a couple of DJs and a stack of speakers and do the same thing. We'll get to the same center core of our being, but in a different path. It, I 100% agree with you on all of these things, especially when you were talking about how these uh, uh, leaders helped bring in more into the study. That's all true. But I do want to make it very apparent and very clear that Kesey, 
Ginsburg and uh, Robert Hunter, their first experience ever with LSD was through these experiments. They had never, they had maybe done psilocybin, they had maybe tripped on magic mushrooms, but their very first experience with LSD was through these CIA exper uh, experiments. All three of them, Ginsburg as well, so for reals. I had this later, but I, 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 you're, you're running into it now, and I'm just going to let you know. Sidney Gottlieb is basically the reason why LSD came to America. America, Correct. it was not available it was in not America before at all. These, so these experiments that uh, uh, were the first exposure of LSD to anybody in America, and but they, they were, were all they volunteer. were not. They weren't government experiments at that point because if you look at the Sunshine experiments, there was from from Amsterdam and Germany and the UK coming over who had they had all of that stuff. And there's an um, they had Ken Casey through the uh, universities, right? Yeah. Yes. The, the, yeah. All those. But were they the were CIA all experiments, but they did all know of those. It. But all of those all of those universities then fired those people when they kept going. And all of the people, the subculture, went with the people from the university instead of right. the, the government. So, yes, right. like you get the okay, and now you have the understanding of how to create this chemically. Yeah. Bro. Bro. So theory, we went to college. experienced it outside of the, the, the study, but literally those three all only experienced it within uh, the study first. And the first real people who were exposed to it thought they were exposed through university studies and it was not connected to anything governmental, but they all were. They were all funded uh, directly by this one experiment uh, uh, program, the MK Ultra, that was headed by Sidney Gottlieb. It was all 100%. Okay. The universities themselves didn't know where the money was coming from. They thought it was through organizations, but they were false uh, non-for-profit organizations that were created by the CIA. Fronts. So okay. They could, so they could do this. Okay. Well, John, I didn't, I guess this is now as good a time as any to tell you that our friendship was created as a front by the CIA and all of the drugs that you ingested in college was for a study. Did so, they got leave? I'm telling you, that's my God, my idol. And John, you're being recorded right now. Every 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, you motherfucker. <laughs> so the rationale was that this was the uh, the early period of the, of the Cold War. The CIA became convinced that the communists had discovered a drug or a technique that would allow men, uh, allow people to control human minds. Total mind control. In response, the CIA began its own secret program and called it MKUltra. And it was all a search for mind control drug that could be weaponized against the enemy. Bro, 100%. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say that everyone watching, everyone listening has seen American Ultra with Jesse Eisenberg. So we know about this experiment because as soon as they hit, as soon as you get your trigger word, as, you, as soon as you're activated, then you can do amazing shit. You're Jesse Eisenberg was the only one who made it out of the study because a lot of the people, when they were really put to the to the tests, it was you know they 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 washed out, John. Right. <laughs> so, in addition to the universities, which are the ones that we know about, and uh, the CIA um, spiking each other's coffee, you'd heard about that, right? Um, Giddy up. Part of the program. 
right? Fuck and yeah. they just didn't know, who, it, like, oh, oh, I guess I'm the guinea pig today, right? And that's like, oh, that's cool. They were also conducting uh, it in American prisons and in detention centers in Japan, Germany, and the Philippines. Tell mostly among not... unwitted uh, subjects. <sighs> I know that's awful. I know it's awful because when we talk about you should not drug anyone ever. Like it's not cool. It is not cool. But when you know someone as long as I have, and John Peacock and I have been friends since college when MK Ultra put me into Thatcher, Arizona. <laughs> they said, Can you sing in a quartet? I said, Yep. Can you introduce MK Ultra to this guy? I was like, Yep. So we're now twenty years in and you are wrecked, my son. Wrecked. Um, but the idea is like, it has to be a willing participant. Like you have to, even if you're not willing, like you're not willing right now, right? You're not willing. You're not like, okay, let's do drugs. Let's, let's get fucked up. But if for some way, shape or form, I had my PA come to New York and spike your booze, with psilocybin and MDMA, because I wanted you to hippie, hippie flip, you would have no recourse, and you would do it, and be like, excellent. And you'd be like, this is fucking awful. Nope, it's awesome. Let's <laughs> ride this motherfucker out. <laughs> it's, it's different when you're like someone who's straight edge, like, nope, 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 nope. I fucking do the taxes. I do all the budgeting for the CIA, and you gave me... Oh no. Oh no. My pencils are attacking. This is awful. Not okay. Not okay. You need, you need the, we, we don't have anything written, John, but we have an understanding that either one of us can dose the other one any point in our friendship if the other one is taking the same thing. Obviously. Yeah. Come on, bro. Come on. Like that's a given. That's friendship. I don't know how you roll. Fuck. So journalist Stephen Kinzer, who uh, researched all of this and uh, uh, wrote a book on it, um, said, quote, Gottlieb wanted to create a way to seize control of people's minds. And he realized it had a two part process. First, you had to blast away the existing mind. Second, you had to find a way to insert a new mind into that uh, resulting void. We didn't get too far on number two, but he did a lot of work on number one. Bro. See, they stop too early. The thing is, you look at anyone who has a cult, and that's where I've been doing my main focus, right. is you don't do it with chemicals. You blast away the mind with words, thoughts, and processes, and then you build up with your own of what you are bringing to the table. John, 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 I'm telling you, for just 17 easy payments of forty four ninety nine ninety nine. You too could be part of the My Boy Pete calls. <laughs> We're looking at a plot of land in Idaho. If you don't like that, maybe Texas. If you don't like that, maybe wherever you live. We'll come to your house. Anyway, send the money, and we'll figure out where the plot of land is later. John? Give him that P.O. box. A lot of the... Uh the 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 uh, experiments that happened outside the universities so that's the the u.s prisons and those places overseas uh one thing that was a common <clears throat> version of the experiment is that they would sedate the person basically to the point of passing out and then as they were passing out they'd give them a, with with lsd and all that other stuff and give them a whole lot of stimulants 
so that in between time, when they're really groggy and coming up, they would shoot them with a whole lot of electro, uh, uh, um, electrotherapy, not electrotherapy, just electricity. They would just zap them with a whole lot of electricity and say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Do we still have this? Is this like a retreat that we can go to? <laughs> or, like, John, I'm... Everything you're saying is like, what is bad about this? Like, oh, you're trying to take control of someone's mind without telling them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. Can I get down and then get up super quick and then be tripping balls when I am? Yeah. Can you give me a fishing rod and a cocktail? Because you just made my perfect day. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Monster Whitney Bulger was one of the prisoners who volunteered for what he was told was Whitey. an experiment. Whitey, sorry, I said Whitney, right, thank you, Whitey. Uh, aimed at finding a cure for schizophrenia. As part of his experiment, he was given LSD every single day for more than a year. Then he re- later oh, realized no. that it had nothing to do with schizophrenia, and he was a guinea pig in a government experience, uh, experiment aimed at seeing what people's long-term reactions to LSD, LSD was. 100%. 100% with that, but at the same time, you don't know because anything that is the mind, a chemical, that like, oh, schizophrenia, depression, anything like that, if you can – so, no, I LSD, no. Like, that is too specific, too drastic, too hard. Yeah. Like you, It's like surgery. Like, you don't want to fuck with surgery. You're like, let's do PT. Come on, man. Let's stretch your leg out. Let's just keep on exercising. Here's some rubber bands you can put on your door. Move your arm back and forth. Giddy up. I believe in psilocybin. I'm like, oh, stretch your mind. Like, oh, I'm not comfortable. Good. That's perfect. Focus on this for the next hour, and you're going to be okay. With with LSD, you're like, focus on my voice for 17 hours, and then you're going to see the face of Satan for four, and then you'll probably be okay unless you kill yourself. Good luck. So uh, uh, he wrote afterward about his experience, which he described as quite horrific. Uh, He thought he was going insane. He wrote, quote, I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me, end quote. And towards the end of his life, he came to realize the truth of what happened to him. And he actually told his friends that he was going to find a doctor in Atlanta, uh, who was the head of that experiments program and, and kill him. Fortunately, the doctor died before he got out of prison. So he didn't have to go and just commit another crime. Why is that fortunately, John? Oh, well, it, that's what happened. No, no, that's on you. That's not me. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm down for revenge. I'm down. Someone does that to you for that long. It's that whole Count of Monte Cristo idea yeah. of like, no, I will, I will spend these years in insanity figuring shit out until I figure out who it is. Like John G raped and murdered my wife. Like I'm chasing this guy. Nope. He's chasing me. Yes. <laughs> John, you have to – no, there's there's right and there's wrong. And someone does wrong that long, like, no, you don't get a pass. You don't get a fucking pass. Your name is on the top of this chart. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I I don't believe in in murder. I don't believe in, in violence, but I believe in retribution. I believe in yeah. penance. I believe in – in paying your goddamn dues, whatever that may be, you have to pay. 
So during uh, World War II, uh, Nazi doctors uh, had conducted extensive experiments with mescaline at Dachau concentration camp. And the CIA was very interested in figuring out whether mescaline could be the key of mind control. Um, and it was one of nope. the big avenues of investigation. So they hired Nazi doctors who had been involved in the project to advise them. Yeah, no, they did that. They did it in, for nuclear uh, fission. They did it for nuclear science. They hired a lot of people who weren't in Argentina who fled. Like, it was bullshit. It was such bullshit. But no, mescaline is not mind control. Mescaline right. is something that's difficult to get. But if you have a connect, send us an email at twosidedpod at gmail.com. It's T-W-O sidedpod at gmail.com, allegedly. <laughs> so because people didn't really want to deal with it, the head of the CIA and other uh, superiors to Gottlieb, he basically operated almost completely without supervision. He had sort of a, a, a checkoff from the titular boss and from his real boss, uh, Richard Helms, who was the, the CIA director. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Richard Helms and from the CIA director, Alan Dulles. So these two people were basically his superiors, but they didn't want to know. And so they didn't supervise and he had a license to kill several. We yeah. do not know the number, but several had were died from from these experiments because they went too far. All right. No, it sounds a lot like the two sided pod where John has carte blanche to do all the engineering and I just don't want to hear about it. And then the things he pulls up and does like it makes our hearts break. But somehow we continue. We, we true the line. One of the more crazy things was in, in 1955 on uh, Chestnut Street of San Francisco, the CIA created a, a house, uh, a bordello. Uh, there were prostitutes there and they would lure men back and they would give them LSD without them knowing. And every single room was set up as a trap to to just watch the, the men go through their LSD trip without having any idea what was happening. What is the address? What is, is it still going or? It's 225 Chestnut Street. Two, 225 Chestnut. Okay. For anyone on the walking tour of the two-sided pod, get your go bag. Meet me at 225 Chestnut Street. And we're going to see where this podcast goes, motherfucker. This aspect of the experiment <laughs> under uh, Gottlieb's <laughs> supervision was, was headed by George Hunter White. This is the man who also went after Billie Holiday and essentially ruined her life. Uh, so he's not the greatest guy, but he made a very fun house. No, it, anyone in the CIA pre, no, no, anyone in the CIA is not good. Like I was going to say pre 82, no, 80, 90, no, 2000, nope. Um, anyone in the CIA is not good. Let's do that. So White, the guy who headed this, uh, we found out that his actions were mostly driven by pure voyeurism. Quote from him, I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, 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 White said later. Quote, where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest? Go on. 
I'm with everything he said. Yes, I mean, it's a field, John. There are no rules in the field. Okay, maybe there are. No, okay, all right. <sighs> no raping, no killing. Yes, pillaging. Pillage all you want. That is fucking, if you're a field worker, John, you get a 15-minute break every three hours. And you get to pillage all you want if you can make it from the field to the village and back to the field in 15 minutes. Pillage in those three minutes. But I'm going to need you back in the field. You get and three fifteenths. I'm going to have to mention as well, Gottlieb uh, himself loved to partake in, in the LSD as well. He was not uh, a, a, a stone cold removed. He uh, admittedly had taken it more than 200 times throughout the years of the experiment. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. It, it's completely understood. If you have it around, if you're doing like, I got a free night. It's Friday night. I got shit to do. And then you do like, all right. I'm now making a plan to go to Joshua Tree with 17 of my closest friends. <laughs> yes. A very high profile death and what pulled MK Ultra out of obscurity was the government scientist Frank Olson because he jumped from his NYC hotel room uh, that was ru ruled a suicide by the government as a result of work stress. But uh, the whole Olson affair forms the backbone of Errol Morris's 19, uh, I'm sorry, 2017 documentary series, Wormwood, which details all we know about this. And this uncovering of the truth helped to expose the history of MKUltra uh, up to the mid-70s uh, uh, America that had lost faith in its government and was ripe for conspiracy theories to take hold. So people started freaking out and the whole thing was shut down. Dude, 100%. Like, think about that. Like, if you're experiment is to dose people that makes them weird and paranoid and see things and then like people are paranoid <laughs> um yeah that's kind of what's gonna happen bro and they might think this experiment is not exactly what you told them it was for some weird reason strange yeah. it's like they haven't done lsd and figured out what the side effects are weird bro yeah. Allegedly. Weird. Allegedly. So in 1977, Senator Edward Kennedy oversaw congressional hearing investigations of the effects of MKUltra. They brought in a roster of ex-CIA employees, including Gottlieb, but they didn't really find out too much because most of the, uh, uh, the paper trail had been destroyed years before. Right. And at that point, questions are like, well, I don't recall. I'm unsure. Uh, and there's no paper trail. Right. Gottlieb said he literally could not re recall who his supervisor was during those years. Could not recall anything. He had complete amnesia during all these hearings. And most of the CIA staffers claimed this couldn't uh, remember detail. Um, so it just it, it, it hit a brick wall and it didn't really go anywhere because at the end of Gottlieb's career in 73, um, four years earlier, he knew uh, his time was coming because Richard Helms, who was the CIA director, was removed by, by President Nixon. 
And once he was gone, he knew it was just a matter of time before before Gottlieb himself was gone. They both kind of came to the conclusion together. You know what the best thing to do right now? Destroy as much evidence as possible. And they did. Yeah. Very successful. Bro. Um, yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good. But when you're faced with a situation where you're back in the corner, like, what do you do? Shoot the hostage. You, you got to clear the fucking room. You have to. Like, self-preservation. I get it. 100%. Right. Like, I would throw you under the bus 100% if you're like, what happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern? I don't know. I don't know, officer. I'm unsure. Well, we have footage here that you're on YouTube on Thursdays. You're also on Spotify, Apple Pod, Anchor, fans only. I'm like, that's not me. That's my doppelganger. John gave me LSD. Like, he did it again. Let's go get it. <laughs> So Gottlieb, <laughs> like I said, <coughs> had it. Oh, hold on, hold on, cancer, cancer. Someone's got cancer. For only five dollars a month, you too can help John L. Peacock conquer his cancer. Please, sir, join the Patreon at CuseCardCancer.org. <laughs> Gottlieb, who admittedly uh, took LSD over 200 times during those those years, um, then became the CIA, uh, the head of the CIA's department for developing gadgets to help them spy, like miniature cameras. He helped develop that mini jailbreak kits that could be that could fit inside of a rectal suppository and other such things. Bro, you had me at <laughs> rectal suppository. <laughs> <laughs> let's continue and elaborate <laughs> because if your mind is open to LSD, you're like, I can think I can put that in my butt. I'm pretty sure that will also fit into my butt. <laughs> like, jailbreak kit. It's a butane torch, pliers, <laughs> a fucking generator and the jaws of life. I'm pretty sure I can. Well, we're going to use a bigger condom, and I can put that in my butt. Right. We're going to need to pare that down. You've opened my mind. I can open up other things. It'll be fine. Open your heart. Open your checkbook. Open your butt. Let's get you out of prison. <laughs> Throughout all of his life, even after the CIA, uh, Gottlieb was extremely spiritual. Uh, a meditative man along with his wife who uh, were th philanthropists close to nature and compassionate and with his patriotism and extreme passion for his job throughout Fuck those years patriotism. he was the one in charge of poisoning foreign and domestic agents experiments on unwitting patients and ruining or even ending the lives of countless individuals but he went to india to work at a hospital for those with leprosy when he was finally asked to do anything about his connection to the the uh, MK Ultra back in the seventies. So hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. What did the leper say to the prostitute? Keep the tip, John. Crap, leper colony <laughs> joke. You're welcome. So that's a little bit of another secret governmental experiment. Jesus Christ, people. man! Like, and so folks. 
we just had two segments and John's classified them as serious and fun. And both of those have been fucked in my world. How about you folks? How about you? It feels perfect. What's the problem? It feels perfect. I know that was a long time ago, but it, it fits for this moment as well. John, your show is bullshit. It feels perfect. It's like a nice warm blanket. It's like it's like putting on a turtleneck and feeling like a fucking anorexic is trying to strangle you. It's very soothing. Jesus Christ, rain in Arizona. That's a, a monsoon. Is it going to be muddy? You're going to get a dust storm? A haboob? I love haboobs. My, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out, out in front of uh, 275 Chestnut Street, and I don't see Pete yet. That's, I'll, I'll hang out. Let me know, Pete. I'm on the way. We doing this? We not doing this? Come on. I'm on the way. Let's get fucking acid and some... Workers of the night. I'm not going to say who's li who's working there, John, <laughs> because everyone needs a job. All I'm saying is if you will dose right. me, I will see a sex worker. That, John. No, John, oh, that, is God, that is a goddamn given. If you, if you, it's the same thing as like the, the peyote way church of God. Like, hey, do you want to come to a ceremony? Yes. And you will do peyote. Uh, yep. Hey, do you want to see a sex worker? Uh, and take some LSD? Yep. Yep. <laughs> do you want to play Monopoly until I can't concentrate anymore? Cool. You'll be my new best friend. Also, I brought a backpack for you because we both need backpacks. LSD is weird and we need to be having supplies. Welcome to the party. You're on mute. You're still on mute. Once I'm peeking, I don't want to do anything sexual, but I might want to touch your face. Wow, that was, it was, we waited for a lot, a long time for you to hit that on mute button, and it got real fucking weird. <laughs> wow, man. So sources for this episode of Two-Sided FN, the first segment, the Tuskegee University, the CDC, history.com, and McGill.ca. Second segment, NPR. Healthland.time.com, openculture.com, and history.com. Are you done? Yeah. That's all your that's all your all right. My sources have been IMDB dot yep, uh Jesse Eisenberg dot somebody and Kristen Stewart dot yep. Um because watch American Ultra. Love it. When he kills someone with a spoon. Fucking great, bro. Also, um, we are going to have a P.O. box sh here shortly where you can send um, accoutrements um, to maybe dose us, maybe not. Maybe John likes dark chocolate with sea salt and caramel. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he wants Ew. LSD. But I'm saying 
here's six chocolates. Maybe one has the LSD, maybe one doesn't. Ride the fucking train, John. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Eat them chocolates. Uh, I and said that, pricing and, to you. Yeah. Nope, I know you did, but that has been my sources, John. Speaking of your... I know you said... Is there, is Go there ahead. anything from this episode that you'd like to take a second glance at, a second look? Oh, second Jesus thought. Christ, John. Opinion. This is oh. Pete's Retraction Corner. Oh, Pete's Retraction Corner is is mighty today. A lot of the things I said, I painted myself into a corner. I am better than this. I'm a better person. I'm a better comedian. I'm a better, nope, let's just say person. But fuck was not a good joke. That like I I that was a paint in the corner. The everyone do shots because um, liver psoriasis is is funny. Is nope not a. I didn't say that, but that's what we all have. If you've watched the show enough and you have the go bags, you know, not funny. I retract all of those things. I will be better next time. I promise. That's great, man. Let's do a shot and get out of here. Oh, Jesus. The shot's been burning a hole in my pocket. I should not have shots in my pockets. <laughs> should not have shots in your pocket. Weird. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Get your go back, folks. Listening. Oh, no. All right, John. Ooh, well, thank you, everybody, we have our open chat show live on Serio every Tuesday. Same start as tonight. So if you want to join us or you want to throw some topics out there, email to sightedpod at gmail.com. That's T-W-O, sightedpod at gmail.com. Gmail.com! I'm part and of this, John. Those, and for those listening live, join our chat on the Serio app in our green room right now. Let's go uh, 25 after the hour. Uh, for our after show wind down. That's a wrap for tonight. I'm John L. Peacock out in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm my boy Pete in Southern California and never have felt better. <laughs> this was our show. You can eavesdrop wherever you get your podcasts and you can listen to us live, both on our YouTube channel, Two Sided Podcast, that's T W O Sided Podcast, and the Stereo app every Thursday, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, as we talk about the two sides of life, the serious. And the fun here on Two Sided. I love you, Pete. Fuck you, John. I love you too, man. Nope. I love you less and less more every day. Every fucking dish you do, less and less. <laughs>